Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. It's your host, Scott Needham, Amazon seller. Sometimes I'm actually good at this, sometimes I'm not. But, um, you know, I've been in this business uh, about nine years now and probably pursued every business model that you can imagine. Some more successful than others. I've been reselling, I've, I've bought a private label business, I have an agency, I have a software service. I, 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 and, um, you know, I spend my time managing a lot of people. There's one, um, when I was developing for our agency, just like tools and understanding things, I spent a lot of time and effort trying to like, you know, what would like brands want to see and what were this and like, you know, hire some, some Tableau developers, uh, actually a lot of different developing along the way to do one specific task. And that was to give reports to our clients, to allow them to see what's going on um, with their brand and uh, to instill confidence. Well, um, today's guest is someone that built the tool that I wish I would have seen years ago. Uh, I have a problem trying to build everything myself and more than ever do I want to like rent good tools that can solve things because I think that developing a tool that people like is harder than most people will understand. Yeah, you can build it for yourself, but can you build it for a lot of other people? So um, I've got James from Merchant Spring and like their tool, we're gonna, I'm gonna tell you specifically what I love about it. And uh, I mean, I, I kind of just told you the problem that I went through. So James, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Scott. Really, James, really appreciate it. How do you say your last name? Yeah. Uh, Dehajo or okay. any other iteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're the, my first guest, I think that's from Australia. So um, uh, thank you for joining me. It's tomorrow in your time. I'm still, uh, actually I'm recording this on Valentine's Day. Um, but a really cool tool that you've built. And I, I think if you're an agency, you have to, or a service provider, and you're doing a lot of marketplaces, you have to listen to this podcast to see um, what you can start to show brands, uh, your clients. And, but like, what got you started in, in, in creating Merchant Spring? Yeah, it's a good question. Look, when, during university, um, I actually worked at this business called Catch in Australia, which is actually like, it's actually a marketplace, right? So it's like eBay uh, yeah. kind of kind of arrangement, but cur curated. Anyway, I was interacting with a lot of sellers as part of my day job. And a lot of them would say to me, hey, I'm selling on Catch, I'm selling on Amazon, I'm selling on eBay or whatever. And that's, I can't, I have no idea what's going on. Like I can't, I have, I can't see that all in one place. So I, you know, myself and another former colleague um, started this business and we thought, well, let's just, um, let's just solve, solve that problem. I mean, it's a very basic problem, but it's a problem shared by brands, resellers, retailers, agencies, consultants, aggregators, whatever. Um, and, and here we are. So. Yeah. And uh, there's something interesting that like, you, while Amazon is uh, the biggest marketplace in the world, um, in Australia, it wasn't around. And so a lot of the sellers there were like selling on a lot of different platforms. And so you yeah. designed this from the ground up to not just be an Amazon tool. 
Correct, correct. I mean, it's a problem that existed in Australia, I think, early on, if I'm putting my naive Australian hat on, but then we discovered the same problem exists in Europe, in UK, Spain, France, Germany, whatever. Oh, so, of course. Yeah, I mean, um, th there's, it, it's a little easy sometimes if you're a seller in just one marketplace, you only to solve one problem, but then it gets kind of a nightmare if you start adding on uh, different uh uh, places um, because everyone's going to like uh, record transactions in a slightly different way. And, you know, the fee structure might be a little bit differently. Uh, um, I'm going to, uh, what are some of like, you, you know, the most typical um, integrations that people are using outside of like Amazon, eBay, like what, what else are you seeing a lot of? Yeah, yeah. So it's a good question. So because a lot of agencies use our product as well to see all of their clients, we have the luxury of seeing where their clients sell. So, you know, we're seeing things like Bol. So in Holland, in the Netherlands, it's very common for, you know, the same brand to have Amazon and Bol and Blocker. Probably never heard of them, but in that country, it's super important. In France, you'll see Amazon and C-Discount. It's like a you know, they're not mutually exclusive. The brands will 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 sell on both. So, I mean, there are a couple of random examples, but in the US, what we're starting to see, and you're probably seeing this too, Scott, is Amazon coupled with Walmart. It's becoming more common, um, yeah. you know, as um, of late. Um, how about uh, Shopify? Yeah, so we connect to that. Um, and that, yeah, more so it's becoming like the default let's say transactional backdrop that a brand will have, if you know what I mean. Don't yeah. just have, it'll just come with one. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I started listening to a lot of Shopify podcasts last week. I've had a store, uh, but I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to like, like, okay, how can I start to lean into this? Um, very interesting. So already kind of a, um, so actually maybe we didn't, I didn't explain it. What Merchant Spring like really is at its core is, uh, to, to track profitability and sales across uh, many channels. It's sort of like an omni-channel tool. Um, it's got a pretty solid UI. I'd actually say, uh, you know, one of the better UIs I've ever seen uh, that, that's trying to solve this problem. Um, and because he showed me a chart of like the last 30 days and I was like, okay, you're already better than another tool that I've been testing out in this space. Uh, and so, uh, uh, really cool. But I, as we were as we were going over what Merchant Spring is, there was one thing that I felt like would get me over the edge years ago. Um, yeah, you can like connect a lot of different accounts. Say you're an agency and you can you connect a lot of different accounts, but um, you want to. The one thing you want as an agency is you want to like you want to instill uh, confidence uh, from your clients that you are doing a good job and that you have like an unfair advantage that you're doing something uh, for their brand that like they appreciate. And so we always felt like we wanted to give as much data to our clients as possible. So like through reporting and like I said, I spent hours, uh, I don't even want to count probably across all the developers, 30, 40, $50,000. And so much of my time trying to build out reports and I gave up, I just lost interest as did most owners. And you guys have a white label reporting system. 
And what I mean by white label, like you could slap your own logo and like give it to clients and then like, boom, like you uh, can plug and play very quickly uh, transactional data that's happening for their, their, their online businesses. Yeah, I mean, that's, you you pretty much summed it up really nicely, Scott, but I think, um, you know, the great part of it is that, you know, some agencies uh, will give the login to their client and the client just goes nuts and logs in and consumes all the data they need. And it's like reduced the kind of SMS questions, we call it, right? Because the agency can log into their, their specific seat sorry, the client can log into their specific assigned seat and kind of go through the data at their own leisure. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a really interesting value add that we didn't expect, to be honest, when we built this product. Like we never built it initially to, to do this, but obviously it's, it's found its place. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge value. I, like I'll start talking to our agency and be like, hey, are we doing something like this? <laughs> um, but like you can generate reports uh, that, uh, can you email those to uh, the clients like on a, on a cadence of like say every week or every month? Yeah, correct. So we have a build your own report module. So the, the agency, let's say the account manager can literally just drag and drop different components that they'd want to um, send to the client on a particular frequency and, you know, off it goes once the report's created, yeah. uh, which is like an addition to giving the client their own login as well. You know, some, some clients don't want to log in and all that. All right. So um, oh, I started as a seller before advertising was a thing uh, <laughs> on Amazon. And um, so a lot of the times, like, it's really easy for me to like, you know, think of profitability just through like, you know, our sales and not incorporate at the product level advertising data. But that is kind of like one of the basic parts of what you've got, right? Where, you know, you, you're, you're incorporating most of the fees or is it safe to say like on Amazon, all of the fees? Yeah. All of the fees, like everything from refunds, reimbursements, um, you know, okay. and advertising, the, the works really. Um, yeah, we try and build up the P&L yeah. to include everything except COGS. Obviously, we can't get COGS from, from well, Amazon. What if, what if the user inputs their own COGS? Yeah, yeah, by all means, the user, there's an interface to do that. Then oh, user, you're, yeah, you're just saying that, like, yeah. um, we we can't guess yours. You have to put it in. Correct, yeah. Um, and I, you know... I, I found myself needing this type of uh, tool um, when it came to certain product segments. So we have puzzles, we have ping pong paddles, like we have like just like very different products. Mm. And without being able to like, you know, create like sub brands or like, you know, grouping of products together, it's kind of actually hard to like think strategically of like, you know, what's working, what to invest in. Um, and you guys also do that within the tool, right? Yeah, actually, I just wanted to call out someone called Andrew, uh, a guy in Japan who was a, one of our earliest users who, who requested that feature. So he's the one who said, look, I need to group. I want to be able to group certain groups of products and track their progress over time and all this. So yes, we do do it. And it's thanks to Andrew from Japan. Actually. When did you start? <laughs> Uh, a couple of years ago. Um, okay. Yeah. It was you, guys been, you guys have been working pretty fast because like integrations aren't fun. Uh, no. I mean, they're, they're very technical. And the fact that like you're, you're jumping in these like random marketplaces um, in the Netherlands 
um, which may or may not have a good API or may or may not like integrate uh, like their transactions in a, in a good way. Um, and you're dealing with different currencies. Um, so that's actually an interesting question. <laughs> How do you handle the different currencies? Um, it's pretty, it's quite easy, actually. Um, the, the reserve bank of various countries, like in Australia, for example, our sovereign bank will, will basically expose a free API. Um, oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Are, so you we're not are you translating everything into a single currency or do you like leave the currencies in their own marketplaces if you're doing some international stuff? It's, it's the latter. So if the native currency is GBP, then we ingest in GBP. If the user flicks it over to USD, then we rely on the sovereign bank's currency conversion rate to convert that to a different uh, currency. But where, where, are the, where are the users viewing it in the same currency as the, the local marketplace? We don't do any you know duplication conversions or whatever. Does that make sense? Okay. So if I'm a US seller, I'm going to be looking at are all the numbers I'm going to be looking at in US dollars? Correct. Yeah. E even in international? Yep. That's Correct. pretty clean. I wish I, uh, yeah, I like that. That's cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, where, uh, there's a lot of directions you can take Merchant Spring. Uh, where, <laughs> what, what, what are you working on? What, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> oh, God. You know how to... Um... Ask me questions. You know what? You've answered um, every question. I was worried that I was going to answer, ask you a question. You're going to be like, oh, no, we don't do that. But like, you've answered every question. So I don't feel bad giving you one hard question. Look, I think um, the thing that keeps me up at night is not having 100% connectivity in every country. Like when I look at France, we probably have 90% connectivity. So what I mean by that is our connection rate to the marketplaces in a particular country. So for us, like we just want to make sure that we just roll out more connectors all the time, right? So, so it becomes valuable in whatever country you're in. So in Australia, we connect to basically everything here, um, you know, but in Germany, we probably have a gap. Uh, in Poland, we have a gap. Like I'd love to have full connectivity everywhere. That makes sense. How, many, how many places do you guys connect to? How many different marketplaces? It's over 100, Scott. Um, over 100. How many do yeah. you think there are? Oh, maybe close to 500 at least. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and some of those I'm presumed don't even have an API. Uh, yeah. So that'd be not possible, but yeah, you're right. Some of them may not have an API at all. Okay. That's impressive. It's over a hundred. Um, very, uh, it's kind of like one of those business models that I was like, I do not want to chase that. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that, you know, that you're jumping in and doing a good job of that. Um, all right. So, um, well, I, I, uh, there, there's one thing that like really sings home to me is that like, if you're like an agency, you have to consider this platform. Um, the, the power of white label for your clients, uh, the power of like seeing everything aggregated together and like, you know, creating customer reports, like, uh, worth the demo alone. I know like the, the pricing is actually very reasonable and, um, uh, so, uh, you know, totally jump in, um, cause this would have saved me. 
I don't know. I, I think it's, a, I personally, I think it's a mistake for people to like try and build every tool. Um, I say that because like I'm criticizing myself and um, wish I would have just like adopt other people's tools and done it really well before thinking of like, you know, build first. I am building smart scout, which um, is I, in my opinion, it is a different tool. Like no one actually has it. So, you know, don't, don't build something if someone's already done a good job, especially, yeah, unless you want to completely jump in a different business model. So there's my side rant um, uh, together. But um, um, let's see, James, like, I I think that the, this, this, it's very self-explanatory, like what we're talking about, you know, getting, you know, high level, you know, both high level detail about all your sales across all the different channels and the granular detail. Um, you can jump in and see profitability on a historic date range. You know, you just like choose your date ranges and, and boom, there it is. Um, how And between like the, the granular level and like the top level views, are there any kind of like mid tier views that you would uh, think are relevant? I guess the product, yeah. I guess the product grouping is kind of a mid tier. Yeah, I mean the product grouping. Like, if you wanted to see just a, a selection of products and track them, there's also the ability to look at the whole portfolio just through like an advertising perspective. Like, maybe you want to track Tacos across all these these selling accounts. I don't know. Like, it's up to the user, but. There's those mid, mid-level views. Um, maybe you want to look at account health across multiple um, seller accounts. Mm-hmm. Those are some examples, if that makes sense, Scott. What, what do you do about account health? So we just we try and take a high-level perspective, which is like green, yellow, red, right? Which, you know, if it's red, you click in and then it will show you all of the Amazon KPIs in detail just to make it. The whole idea is how do you surface to the user Hey, go and look at that, right? And then when you look at it, then show well, them. What, the what, what types of things are we talking about? Like uh, suppress, uh, suppressed products, uh, uh, account health, as in like their account is under review, or like. Yeah, I mean, it could be everything from suppressed products. Uh, you may have a, I don't know. I'm just looking at the list here an A to Z guarantee claim. You may have received a chargeback claim, a negative feedback. Uh, okay. your, I don't know, suppressed listings, as I mentioned before, listing policy violations. I mean, the list goes. Okay, you're, you're showing yeah. me. Yeah, this is a true account health thing. Okay, yeah. just check in. Well, I mean, I honestly feel like I hit the main sales point and that like <laughs> I think my audience uh, should consider and, and will jump into. Is there any? Is there something that I missed? No, no, nothing else <laughs> other, other than we're Australian and we all have funny accents. Well, I actually yeah. think that it, it, it had to be someone from outside of the U.S. to build this tool, you know, <laughs> uh, to really like kind of think, you know, the, of, of the 500 marketplaces that are out there and, and what's the solution for that. Um, so, uh, you know, congrats on like, you know, getting this far and very interested to see, you know, where you guys uh, take it to the next level. And um, so uh, those that are interested, it is uh, merchantspring.io. Um, if people are you know, looking to learn more, uh, what, what things can you offer or how can people learn uh, more about you? Know, you? 
Yeah, just reach out. Like, I'm sure I'll give you my email and my LinkedIn's open. Just message me. I'm, okay. I'm always on it. My wife kills me, but yeah, I'm always on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. So, yeah. yeah, I've never heard that before from my wife. I mean, I probably <laughs> delete LinkedIn like three times a month. Um, and like, and if people are not on LinkedIn, they're probably like, like they're losing respect for me right now. Um, no, I, I use LinkedIn in a lot of different ways. Um, but uh, so, you know, reach out to James, uh, merchantspring.io, uh, check it out. Thank you so much for, uh, for, you know, talking to me across the ocean. Hi, I'm Scott Needham, a top 100 Amazon seller and founder of SmartScout. Growing your Amazon business globally might seem impossible. I use Z's importing compliance service for my FBA business. And so should you. As an Amazon seller, you want to focus on what you're best at, selling your products. Z is a one-stop shop for global expansion of your Amazon business. If you have a winning product, there is no reason it won't succeed in a foreign market. Visit z.co and use Scott in the description to get 50% discount on your first shipment. Expand with ease, expand with Z. And that makes up uh, what we'll have for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, make sure you subscribe. And uh, check, and I'll uh, see you next week. One, two, three. Yeah.